Hey, it's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers coming to you from the beautiful Loop Studios in downtown Chicago, Illinois. It's Mike Fleischman along with Matt Mellum Setter. Hey, Matt. Hey. We are back. We took two weeks off. We're all feeling wonderful. Yeah. Nothing, nothing bad's happened. Nothing bad has happened to any of us at all. Good. No one has been very ill. No one has. Uh, no one is feeling anything at all. Everyone's been 100% healthy and not sick at all, period, whatsoever. I certainly haven't been in my basement playing Metal Gear Solid Five to the detriment of my uh, work and personal obligations. Sure, it's a great game. I hope you enjoy it. It really is nice. It's it's it it looks good. It's it, it's the, a lot of fun. It, do you ride your horse a lot? Uh, I I more prefer the dog. Sure. Okay. Than, than I didn't get that far. <clears throat> the, the dog is pretty good. The uh, the problematic sniper in a bikini, also Ooh, okay. also yeah. pretty useful seems, in the field. Seems to although uh, problematic. Seems to play along exactly what I would expect to see in a Metal Gear Solid game. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. I love. I love. I really like that game. I played like. 20 hours maybe that might be too much i probably paid less than that um i was just like zapping people up and sticking the balloons on their back and so they yes. go, shoop, uh, and then they show up on my dock or my like base mm-hmm. and i just fight them that's what that's what is referred to <laughs> as a core gameplay loop yeah so that's a that. lot of what's happening in my game as well um it's a lot of fun, but yeah, we're we're back. Some things have happened since the last time we were here. We had Tim Stebbins for for the the episode before this one. Yeah, and that was that was a good baseball chat. But I think we've got enough just football. Yeah, for this one, free agency has started, so that's where we're going to start as well. Mm-hmm. Because unlike the previous three decades, sure, in which we could have done an overall three episodes. On Packers free agency, episode one, Reggie White. Episode yeah. two, Charles Woodson. Episode three, the last eight years. <laughs> yeah. Episode three, everyone else. <laughs> we actually have some major moves made by Green Bay in this offseason. Yeah. Gutkunst has decided that there are players out there worth spending money on. He had the cap room to do it. And it's... It's at least a little bit vindicating as as a guy who sits around and talks about football from a, a armchair fan perspective to have the GM of your favorite team agree with you on what the heck yeah. needs to be better for the Packers. Yeah. So that's the edge rush situation. Yeah. We were talking about it in, in the context of what do you spend the first pick on? Yeah. And, and this, I think, completely changes the game. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. originally I was thinking like, the number 12 pick will definitely go to edge rush. There's no other way. There's no other thought. That's the biggest need on this team right now. And then they go. the Packers go out and sign a Zedarius Smith from the Ravens uh, and Preston Smith from the Washington football team. And Zedarius Smith, much more of an ed- actual edge rusher. Preston Smith can rush on occasion, a little bit more of a kind of coverage guy who can kind of be on the will side, kind of be all mm-hmm. over the place and tackle guys. Um, but they really fleshed out kind of the biggest weakness and filled it with two kind of two guys who can do it all, who can be everywhere on the field and can rush and can be interchangeable and have a connection. They played together in college. They're buddies. And here's here's the start of what we're going to see as a trend, and we're going to talk about four, four guys yeah. brought in by the Packers on free agency, three on the defensive side, one on the offensive side, all under 30, all reliable if not 
major stars. I think Preston Smith might be the the most highly regarded around the NFL. Yeah. Out of all these guys brought in, Zadarius Smith, right behind him, the 13th and 16th ranked free agents by ESPN overall for these mm-hmm. two guys. But all four of these guys, reliable players, players that stay on the field and players that have meant something to their teams. There's no, there's no like reaching down deeper into the bag and going, well, this is a guy we think we can mold into something. Yeah. This is an, an undrafted free agent that continues to be a part of it. These are guys who have NFL pedigree and are, are true free agent signings. Yeah. Guys with reputations that are now Packers. Yeah. And these are also, I think, all guys who have the best football yet to come. I mean, they're yes. all about 26 or 27. They're about to hit their physical prime. These are not signings of like someone who's signing based on what they've done in the past. These are signings based off of what they've done in the recent future and what we believe that they can go forward and do with this team. And it's something that's missing. It seems like such a strange thing in that if you're a fan of any other team, mm-hmm. particularly teams that compete, this is something that they do. Think of think of the Los Angeles Rams having a decent defensive front and then uh, adding Nadama can sue to it. Yeah. In and, in that way of like he's got a few years left where he's yeah. going to be productive. Get him for them. Yeah. And and that's what this really is, is like I guess it's kind of in reverse of that, in that Aaron Rodgers has a few years left that he's going to be productive, take full advantage of it, and Gutkins goes out and signs all of these guys to four year contracts. The the idea being, of course, with with Rodgers is that you you have to make the defensive defense better. Yeah. And before we even get to Adrian Amos, who we will get to. Yeah, who I think is the best signing out of all of these, I think is the most important. I need you to tell me why. Uh, but Preston and Zedaria Smith immediately changed the front of the Packers. Yeah. It, is n- it is absolutely nothing like what it was before. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, of course, it has major draft implications because no longer are we talking about the biggest glaring need being edge rusher. Now you have a situation where your Smiths are your presumed starters on yeah. either side. Kyler Fackrell is in your back pocket. Reggie Gilbert is in your back pocket. These guys who we were looking at going like, you cannot start these guys. Yeah. Of like, oh God, if these guys start, like, eh. You don't start them now. Yeah. I still, I still think that a good edge rusher is your best choice mm-hmm. at 12 because Fackler and Gilbert, both several years in the league, both yet to break out. If one of them breaks out, even while you have a, a top prospect out there in, in a platoon, in a sort of takes 25 to 35% of the snaps yeah. platoon, if Kyler Fackerel or Reggie Gilbert all of a sudden breaks out in that situation, hey, all the better. Yeah, right. Because uh, they're still not, I don't think, proper insurance policies mm-hmm. or possible fill-in starters. But those two Smiths have changed everything we thought and we've really hoped that that was going to be what was going to happen with the Packers defensive front is that they were going to be good enough to pressure the football we thought most of it through the the guys in their prime on the interior last year that did not work out because Wilkerson and Daniels were non-factors yep but now you have guys on the edge of course their replacements Nick Perry I believe still unsigned out there uh, Clay Matthews, we found out, I believe today, was going is a Los Angeles Ram. Yep, a perfect signing for them. Yeah, two years, like sixteen and a half million dollars, yeah. a lot of money for Clay Matthews uh, versus what he's kind of been able to produce over the last few years. But he gets to go home to L.A. and be there. 
And I'm assuming their plan isn't to play him every down. No, I think no. I think he can still be effective as a like forty percent of the snaps kind of rotational guy. It's I've, just, I've wanted to see him as that on the Packers for the last two years. They haven't done it. Yeah, they just haven't had anyone else that could play above him. Like yeah. I, I think if Clay Matthews could have come back to the Packers, I think he would have made a good kind of rotational rusher or a decent like kind of interior guy. I mean, Jake Ryan no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, may he forever. Uh, rest in our Packer hearts. Yeah, um, the, the one of the great one of the great hopes <laughs> of Green Bay fans yeah, is that yeah. Jake Ryan was going to become a player for yeah. us. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> it did not occur. Sorry, guys. Um, but I, I I think Clay Matthews could have been decent, kind of in that kind of role as an interior guy who knows who's able to recognize plays, is able to be a consistent tackler. Um, but he gets to go to L.A. and be uh, whatever the heck he's going to be in L.A. Just another piece of their of their fearsome pass rush. Yeah, another piece of their pie. His numbers his numbers will benefit just the way that their interior line demands yeah. so much demands so many double teams. He Absolutely. will be on islands against tackles frequently. Yeah. That will that will help him out. Yeah. Of course, Antonio Morrison on the inside of that line, no longer around a guy who never panned out for Green Bay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny we were reading through the transaction report. Um, just before we started recording here, and I had no idea that Antonio Morrison was released. I found out that he yep. was released on March 8th. Uh, I had not seen any reports. I had not seen any. <laughs> I had seen nothing. No one noticed. We never really had a chance to become a fan of Antonio Morrison because yeah. he played probably, I think, less than 100 snaps yep. overall this season. He was traded for Lindsey Pipkins, who also, I believe, finds himself without a team at this point. He didn't stick with the Colts. Bring him back. Yeah, I, have, I see no reason to bring him back. Uh, Kentrell Bryce has signed elsewhere. He is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He is the most Tampa Bay Buccaneer yep. uh, oh secondary signing I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. And that's, look, that secondary last year was maybe the worst secondary in football, and they just got. It's a lateral move. Yeah, no, it, they stayed the same, let yeah. me tell you. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Antonio Morrison only played in eight games last year, only appeared in eight games last year, had 48 tackles. Um, nothing super special. Um Kind of a a big switch up for the Packers, and it it I so first off I want to tell everyone listening our opening was a lie. I was very sick. I had pneumonia. <laughs> my part was honest, except I well maybe no. I've I've met all my work obligations. Yeah, no, but you, you yeah you're, you're fine. You were you I were was not dead. with us. I was a dying man, and I woke up one morning, and it wasn't really a morning. It was like. <laughs> 2 p.m. It was probably after a nap, and I saw all of these signings, and I, I've never felt as happy as I felt in that moment. <laughs> Tears flew from my eyes. My goodness! I, <sighs> it was just like it was like it was like one signing, and then another, and another, and another, and another. And it was like, <gasps> and they're not stupid. No, and they're great. They're smart. They make sense. Uh, they're for good money. It's, yeah, it's everything not, about we, it. We is haven't good. like we haven't brought in Le'Veon Bell or restructured Antonio Brown's contract. Yeah, we or... haven't done anything stupid. And hey, I wanted Antonio Brown on this team until he said that he wanted fully guaranteed and yeah. a restructured extension. And I want that. I and wanted was... him for his present contract. Yeah, present contract, brilliant. Yeah, great. Restructure fully guaranteed. No, doesn't fit with our cap. Um, Someday let's talk about the Raiders. <laughs> Oh, not now, though. I don't ever want to talk about the Raiders. I'm going to give you just like a quick hello. Preston Smith uh, came in second round pick in 2015. In his four-year career, he's already uh, 
29 tackles for loss. So, you know, do your math. That's about seven, seven per year. Good. 24 and a half sacks. Had, had a, a 10 tackle for loss season in 2017. A 53 tackle, five tackle for loss, four sacks year with one interception last year. Mm-hmm. More of a more of a versatile guy, Zadarius Smith. Meanwhile, coming in from the Ravens, fourth round pick in 2015, and he is coming off of a couple of breakout seasons where eight sacks last year, yeah. along with ten tackles for for loss for the Ravens. Uh, one of those new look Ravens guys where he was able to sort of sneak in under the radar, sneak in while the yeah. while the legendary names were still on that squad, yeah, and make a name for himself, but. Uh, there's not a lot of sticking around happening with the Ravens right now. Nope. Uh, Joe Flacco is is taking his elite skill set out to Denver. <laughs> yep, yep. The king of the world, Joe Flacco, yes. has left for Denver as Case Keenum is no more. Yeah, um, it's too bad. Because Case Keenum is very bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. Mm. Um, yeah, Zadarius Smith, kind of a, a speedier edge rusher. He can bring some some real aggression off the edge. He's He's exciting. It's it's all just really exciting, and I can't wait to see all these guys in uh, Packers uniforms. Yeah, he's a, he's a jump player. I don't think we've seen that kind of athleticism yeah. on on our edge rush since maybe year two or three of Clay Matthews. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a while since you've had that kind of an athlete. I want to get to Adrian Amos because oh, yes. I want you to tell me why Adrian oh. Amos is good and why he works in this. I love because Adrian Amos. I have I have not. I've watched Adrian Amos only in the context of like Packers Bears games sure. and, and other Bears games, and I have not really seen that much of a player until this last year, where quarterbacks were throwing under duress most of the time when Khalil Mack was on the field. Yeah, and so I think the most important thing about Adrian Amos is that he doesn't make mistakes. Like he's all he's never in the wrong place. He's always in the correct spot. He knows his coverages. He knows where he's supposed to be. He doesn't he's a great tackler. He what I think is most impressive about Adrian Amos is the way that he diagnoses like dig routes and crossers and underneath routes. Um and so I think he's technically listed as a free safety on the NFL's website, but he typically played more of a strong safety role, kind of playing up more towards the line of scrimmage, not necessarily being like that back center fielding type of safety. He doesn't force turnovers really, like he's not a, a interception machine he's not a fumbling machine like what he does is he makes plays and he is consistent and reliable enough that the people around him can begin to make plays and so he's a centerpiece who's shouldn't be paid like your best player on the defense he shouldn't be paid like the second best player on the defense what he is is somebody who is always in the right spot that allows like on the bears last year someone like eddie jackson to go out and have a full breakout season because you can always trust that Adrian Amos is going to have the underneath coverages, and he's always going to be in the right spot. I like the way you put it because it it does the way you have it slots it in with a lot of the guys on the Packers right mm-hmm. now who need who need to be able to to be enabled to make plays yeah. and not always be on islands or trusted to stay behind people because that is not yeah. the mindset of most of the Packers secondary. Yeah. At the moment, Kentrell Bryce no longer <laughs> out there, of course, but especially the young cornerbacks mm-hmm. are going to need are going to need someone with some experience. I was hoping that the Packers would have find someone in free agency at that safety spot. Yeah, Landon Collins was 
thought about, but he got too a much money. A lot of money. He got a ton of from money from the Washington team to to play there. I think that's uh, that's an interesting move if you're Collins because the money is very very good, but that team has not shown itself to be a competitor, a good a, or a good place yeah. for players to just exist. Yeah, not a healthy place to play. Players uh, don't develop or become better or raise their stature or. Compete. I mean, I, I think about Josh Norman going from one of the most absolutely electrifying yeah. players in the league to being a member of Washington's team. Yeah, and forgetting that Josh Norman exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't thought about Josh Norman since I heard about the Land <clears throat> until I heard about the Landon Collins signing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm sure that's what'll happen to Landon Collins, except that he's getting 84 million dollars, so he yeah. can kind of peace out and do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that part of it I love. Yeah, no, that's great. Good for him. <laughs> great for him. I'm we've bl- talked a lot about the safety market being depressed. Yeah, he Landon Collins that has, has put it back. And uh, for what it's worth, I mean, Adrian Amos on a four-year, $36 million deal, a really good value for somebody like Adrian Amos. And I think what we're going to get out of Adrian Amos is someone who allows guys like Josh Jackson to kind of be the players that they are in that, like, he can kind of play off a little bit and be that kind of ball hawking guy that he used to be where last year with haha Clinton Dix on the backside with Tremont Williams on the backside with Kentrell Bryce on the backside. If you made a mistake, it was over the game is it's you can't mess up. You can't slip up as a man on man cornerback. There's no mistakes that you can make. And now knowing that Amos is there, I'm, pretty confident that either the first or 30th pick will be used on a free safety like uh Deontay Thompson or uh um Gardner Johnson or Nasir Adderley out of Delaware um I think it's going to allow one of those guys to just become playmakers and I I I think this defense could get real special with one selection Uh, and it's what it's what truly needs to improve you talk about some of the offense yeah uh, last year, looking looking like garbage a lot of the time. You've mm-hmm. got Rodgers on one leg. You've got a head coach that seems to think that like the first two plays that he learned in the league are still like the best ones to be running at all times. Yep. But really, it's a matter of the defense not being able to hold teams in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, a defense that was so thin that they wore out consistently by the yep. third and fourth quarter. And you know, it's it's just. It, the way the correct way to use free agency is not to find the players that are going to make your championship happen in free agency because you're always going to end up overpaying. It's mm-hmm. find a way to fill holes on your team with good starter level players. And what the Packers did is find yep. a bunch of players, four guys, three guys on the defensive side who are starter quality, who have the potential to be even better, and pay them good sized contracts, not overpaying them respectable size contracts to fill some major holes on this defense. When we think about, when I think about the guys, I think if you are talking about a deep player, Packers playoff run, yeah. I'm thinking about Jair Alexander yeah. being being that breakout player in his second year. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about teams trying to figure out how they're ever going to run the ball with Blake Martinez stepping into the gaps. Yeah. yeah. Zadaria Smith with, uh, and the the Smiths and Amos, just, yeah. they, they are guys who make some of the the key Packers keys a lot better. Yeah, still unsigned on the defense. Bashad Breeland, uh, actually, he signed still, with Kansas City. Still out. Oh, he did. Yep, he signed at Kansas City for like five and a half, six million dollars, one year deal. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so he will be he'll be a starter in Kansas City. Um, 
I'm upset that we weren't able to bring him back. Sure. Because um, it, what it means is that we are keeping Tremont for about the same amount of money. Um, but I, 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 Bashad, I don't think would have started in Green Bay. I think he would have been the third or fourth cornerback. Um, and this gives him a chance to go to Kansas City and be their presumptive number one. Not a bad, not a terrible not idea. Not a terrible move for his career and the chance to, after that, springboard and get a bigger contract again. Uh, kind of going on two straight one-year prove-it deals. Um, really talented guy. Uh, I, I, I think likely, and I think it's kind of a consistent theme throughout all of these signings, is that like Tremont Williams can play both free safety and cornerback. And Billy Turner can play both guard and tackle. And the Smiths can play both, like, kind of an edge rusher and an off-ball kind of coverage guy. And Adrian Amos plays both, can play both the free safety and the strong safety. And, like, play up in the box or play back a little bit. And so with all of these signings, what we're seeing is that there needs to be a lot of flexibility in the way that these guys can be used in the defense. And Bashad Breeland was strictly a cornerback. And so I, I, I guess the idea, perhaps, is that Tremont's flexibility is more worthwhile than strictly a cornerback who's going to be our number three or four ahead of Tony Brown. An, I understand where Tremont Williams fits into this defense and that all the rest of the guys are are young fellows. Yeah. And a, a guy like Tremont, it's something I've said last, last year as well. These guys who keep getting contracts at 36, 37, 38. Yeah. They're being brought in for more than their ability to play the game yeah. at a certain point. Absolutely. So yeah, the votes of confidence continue with him. And even before the Packers brought him back this year, yeah, yeah, his his ability to keep getting signed throughout the league just speaks to you know there's there's benefits that Williams gives you that aren't just visible on his play on the game tape. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ab- but boy, absolutely. I'd like to keep those snaps. <laughs> I'd like minimized. to keep those snaps minimal. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I would be good. Perhaps even prefer to see Tony Brown on the field ahead of of Tremont sometimes as our number four. I think he's a big wild card. I think he's like almost a Jake Kumaro level wild card. Yeah, I, I expect to see him probably with the most snaps in preseason. Yeah, in the secondary, absolutely. Because the Packers are clearly very intrigued. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, the, it, I mean, the physical tools on Tony Brown are just they match up almost exactly with Jair Alexander. He ran a four three five on the forty like. He's fast, he's quick, he's strong. It's just can he kind of keep, can cooler heads prevail with Tony Brown and over the back half of the year? I mean, his first couple games, he had those two crazy personal fouls, like right away. And over the back half of the year, he kind of cleaned it up. He didn't make any mistakes. And for someone who's as physical as he can be, it's very interesting. So that's the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Only one guy. On the offensive side of the ball so far, offensive lineman Billy Turner, most recently of the Broncos. Yeah. Like you mentioned, a guy who can play guard and tackle. Yeah. Does not play center, which is fine. The, yeah, the most wrapped up position on the Packers right now. Yep. But another, another interesting guy in that if you are looking for a guy who is going to put pressure both on Balaga, mm-hmm. who Lord knows how much playing time he has left probably not much those those feet and knees are are pretty unreliable yeah or if you're looking at putting on pressure on guys like justin mccray who despite being mostly healthy just is not not a great offensive lineman yeah, a replacement in, level yeah and he's 
he's a guy very much like McCray in that you can put McCray out there wherever you need to as far as like mm-hmm. McCray clearly understands the game plan yeah. at all five offensive linemen positions. Yeah. But he's not particularly great at, yeah. at any of them. Yeah. Billy Turner, another guy who slots into that that rotation of linemen who are guys who have yet to find a true home in the league or a true spot on the line where they excel. Yeah. And just kind of someone who can fill in for like a, excuse me, like a Justin McRae type right guard if he's struggling. Or if Balaga goes down, we don't have to rely on Jason Spriggs again. Sure. And Jason Spriggs has not been no, anything been exciting. He's been very bad a lot of the time. He's weak. He, he His feet move slowly. He is a revolving door. It's it, The hope is that Billy Turner on a four-year, $28 million contract, which is a pretty nice size contract, $7 million a year is nothing yeah, that's, uh, a, that's bad. Four years, of course, is not four years guaranteed, yeah, but no. that's that's quite an offer saying, to say to Turner, like, if you want to be around for four years, you can you can, you can do it. That's a pretty good vote yeah. of confidence. He's a huge guy. Yeah, he's massive. Um, but, yeah, it's just quali- a quality depth piece mm. on the line. It's somebody that could fill in and end up being a starter by midseason or could be someone who gets snaps when guys get tired. It's, you know, it's whatever it is, it's important to have those kind of depth pieces. Yeah, of course. I don't think we're going to be seeing uh... – Help me with his name in the offensive line that we signed off the Cowboys last year. Uh, Bell. I don't think we'll be seeing Byron, Byron Bell. Bell. Yeah, no, I don't think come back either. this year. I think Lucas Patrick. He, we did sign Lucas has Patrick. Has a chance to yeah. has a chance to come back. I think the thing with Spriggs is that we saw him get two years of NFL conditioning, and he was in some kind of shape last year. Yeah, he was very trim. looked yeah. looked great, but he just didn't have. Once he got into like NFL level condition like he yeah. did not have the power or the size he looked almost like more of a tight end than yeah. an offensive lineman yeah he was it i think it just turned out that yeah his his conditioning is is not that of an offensive lineman yeah in that you know he, he wasn't matching up when he had the weight and then he slims down and he didn't have the strength anymore. yeah did not did um, not have the strength or power to do it yeah patrick is still a question a questionable mustache Questionable mustache, uh, questionable appearance on this on this fella, but uh, a lot of intensity. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a fiery guy, a fiery man who will. God, you remember when he he fielded the kickoff and ran it back, yeah. and then just bowled over a guy and got a concussion, and then stood up and arms in the air like he's Spartacus cheering on the crowd, walks off the field. Yeah, yeah, a, a strange man, a strange, <laughs> bizarre man. <laughs> Someone who cannot be understood. Sure. Uh, <laughs> on a $645,000 contract for the year. Um, Mercedes Lewis recently signed a $2.1 million contract, one-year deal. This uh, didn't make sense to me, but you you helped me understand this one. As particularly the idea that Mercedes Lewis would want to come back yeah. to a team that hardly used him, and when they did, did not use him effectively. Yeah. But... You were mentioning that he's got connections with uh, some of the new staff. The new offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, was working in Jacksonville when Mercedes Lewis was there. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, before his time in Green Bay, spent a long, long time in Jacksonville, I think like 10 or 12 years, um, and is familiar with Hackett. And especially in like the Matt LaFleur system, um, it relies a lot on blocking tight ends. And so I, I, I think the idea here is that Mercedes Lewis has this connection with the offensive coordinator. Like he, 
he's likely going to get used a lot more, maybe not as a pass catcher, but as a extra blocker. He'll get some extra snaps, and he can be useful in that way. Um, and for the money, for a $2.1 million contract, incentives bring it up to 2.35, like, totally fine. This is a team that uh, probably could use a draft pick at tight end um, in some at some point in time this year. Um, but a totally fine signing, someone who will be useful in some formations. There's not a whole lot else currently going on at tight end for the Packers. Uh, Robert Tanyan got re-signed, although uh, Spotrack has him listed as a wide receiver and not a tight end. So Interesting. Maybe a, a testament to his speed. Uh, but um, Geronimo Allison, re-signed. That's um, a good re-signing. I was hoping that would happen. Yeah, we tendered him at two point zero two five million dollars, and then he signed a one-year contract extension. I have not seen how much money that is worth. Um, I'm I I think he's our presump- I think he's the presumptive number two starting out the year. Uh, I think it's Devontae and Geronimo across from him. Geronimo was leading the team in uh, receiving yards when he got hurt and had to miss the rest of the year, and I think it was week five. So, someone who has a a good connection with Aaron Rodgers, someone who runs routes well, someone who uh, actually was the fastest person in the league at one point in the last season. He clocked out at 20-something miles an hour um, one week. And I don't know. I'm a big, I'm a big Gmail fan. I really like Gmail. I am as well. And we're, we're talking about an offensive system that's going to go a little bit less deep into your wide receivers. Yeah. If you're, Anytime you're talking about an offensive system that puts Mercedes Lewis on the field, yep, yep. Uh, for even a third to to three fifths of the snaps, yeah, you're you're talking about a team that does goes less deep into their wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Be interested to see if the Packers have anyone in mind in free agency. I'm assuming that there'll be projects coming in through the draft at yeah. wide receiver, as there always are. Yeah, you've got to think that Jake Kumaro is going to get another another long look, kind of as a yeah, kind of as a last ditch thing for for Kumaro, who's a little bit older than yeah, I think a he's lot like of prospects. 28. Yeah, yeah. Now it's now's the time to make an NFL roster, uh, week one. Yeah, yeah, for him. But there's a there's a lot of questions in the MVS, EQSB, and Jamon Moore areas. Yeah. yeah, as to as to which one of those guys. Yeah, and I, you know, I I honestly wouldn't be surprised with all these defensive signings that the Packers are positioning themselves to go after someone kind of major in the wide receiving realm at number 12 or number 30. Um, potentially a DK Metcalf at 12 um, would be great, opposite of a Devontae boy, Adams. He's got a, he's got a prominent month on the Gutkunst calendar. He's got a, oh boy, does he got a lot working towards him. Um, man, DK Metcalf is just, he reminds me so much of Calvin Johnson in that it, it the the word out of the combine was that he ran he ran this like three cone drill so it's it's kind of like an agility tester of like how qu- quick you get in and out of your routes um how quickly you can like stop and change direction and stuff and he i i guess ran one slower than Tom Brady um but it, he just he ran a 3.4.35 he runs like pure speed he does such a good job of not stopping his momentum but just shifting it in a new way and keeping his full speed. And so it's not so much of a chopping the feet and changing direction so much as it is like just bending it off. Um, and that's what made Calvin Johnson so effective was that Calvin Johnson never slowed down. Calvin Johnson was always running at the same 
like full speed and he was faster than you and he would beat you to his spot and he would get there and he was stronger than you. And DK Metcalf has all of those tools and kind of opposite of a Devontae Adams type who excels in these quick in and out routes. DK Metcalf can really just run those extended fly routes, those deep posts, those deep crossers, those kind of things that just rely on him bending around and moving his body and getting into position versus like a, a, not necessarily a slant, but like a, a something quick and relies on chopping the feet and putting a double move on and some, something like that. It's fun to be in a season of optimism. Oh, where fun. Every spring, of course, is the season of optimism yep. in football because everyone has the same record and all you're doing is, is making signings and talking about draft picks. But two years in a row now where you've had high draft picks because yep. of the team's poor performance, last year, last year not any real significant activity in the free agent market unless you count Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Which I don't. No. You do, but I'd... I I like I, I like yeah. him, but I uh, three years, thirty million dollars is not as significant as what we've seen like this year. And but so this year, major movement in the free agent market, bringing in guys in their in their primes yeah. who are are ready to play and also having high draft picks. Yeah. You you have you have put yourself in a different situation than last year in that last year you were drafting and you needed guys to work out immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, some did see Alexander, comma, Jair. Some yeah. did not see Jackson, comma, Josh. Sure. This year, you are drafting more. You can look at that board and look for the person you like the most, yeah, you can regardless go. of position. Yeah, you can go for point. the best player available. I think any, pretty much any position outside of quarterback yeah. is a real good draft pick yeah. if if the scouts like him at 12 and at 30 at this point yeah like if if ed oliver is available at 12 uh, that would be another uh, jesus oh my good lord that defensive line also not punter yeah no can, yeah i guess <laughs> let's let's maybe not go punter or yeah. kicker or long snapper yeah. at 12 um but like uh, a a a strong interior lineman kind of to prep for the demise of mike daniels um would be a great pick. Which I think is coming quicker. Which than is coming quicker than to. we expected. Um, a, a, a polished and ready wide receiver, a a playmaker in the backfield potentially. You know, there's just so many different directions that you can go at twelve now. With with by using free agency to fill those holes, you're not relying on a rookie to step in day one and be a starter and be great. You have filled all of those spots now. One final note on free agency: uh, John Kuhn has been signed by the Packers and then retired. Good for him. So he retires as a Packer. He was uh, maybe one of the last high-profile fullbacks mm-hmm. in, at least for the Packers, but maybe yeah. in the league. Yeah. Um, there's, Overall, there are a few. There, there's one person on the free agency uh, market that has not been signed yet. Um, uh, oh, what's his name again? It's uh, Jordy. Oh yes, Nelson, Jordy Nelson. Yeah, uh, he's available. He is he's around. Released by the Raiders after a pretty unremarkable year. Yep. Although nothing on the Raiders is, is worthy remarkable. of remark. Yeah, no. Uh, que- a, a questionable move by Nelson to go out there because yeah. it took away. No one had any eyes on him. It wasn't yeah. a matter of like playing for a higher profile team in a lesser role. He found himself on the field a lot for a team that was poor. It was didn't move bad. the ball. Yeah. Um. So he's around. 
I don't know. I think there's a there's a dollar sign amount that uh, that that I would be interested in seeing him yeah. on the field again. Uh, yeah, the Packers have about thirteen million dollars in cap space. Um, with like I think it's six million dollars going to the draft picks, um, which leaves you with you know roughly seven to eight million dollars to work with for for spare parts. For spare parts, for uh, free agents left now, for any emergency signings in the middle sure. of the year type of thing. Yeah, Jordy yeah. Nelson is a nice can of fix a flat. If yeah, he's the right price. Yep. Yeah, he's not one of the wheels you want to put no. on. But, he, but I'm thinking uh, James Jones in the hoodie era. Yep. yep. Kind of thing. A guy who already who's going to run some routes and he'll run the routes right. Boy, he can't be two. Can't be three. Yeah. He'll, he can get a few snaps here and there, and he'll make a catch. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's kind of like a, a good look at the free agents. It is. Existing in Green Bay Packers uniforms now. It's a lot of fun. This, this last two weeks were, were actually fun. Yeah. Because. Yeah, speak for yourself. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have pneumonia, so <laughs> I had a good time not yeah. having pneumonia. Yeah, no. Um, I remember, of course, being a kid. I remember the, the Reggie White. Yeah. signing and the un- that was sort of that was the beginning of the free agency era mm-hmm. in the NFL and the for for a team that was regarded as as old fashioned as the Packers were to have made that big splash in the first real defensive like we we gave him what at that time was I'm sure like a bucket of money yeah and he came in and it worked yeah it was amazing and he was a key super bowl piece that was that was a lot of fun, and it has been a long time since you've seen that kind of excitement around Green Bay bringing in guys. I don't think you have anyone on quite on the level of Reggie White, no, who you know had, was an, a national, a figure of a national uh, prominence. Yeah, even with the Eagles, but all the same, like they're doing it again. Yeah, it's happening. Again. It's things are uh, the wheels are turning in Green Bay again. We're moving towards success yep. again. I think Lindsey Pipkins is the is final the right. Piece. Is yeah. McKinton Dorland available? Yeah, God, we need <laughs> the McKinton Dorland era to begin again. <laughs> Has it ever really left us? Let's no. take a break. Uh, there's other other stuff been happening in the in the NFL that I think needs to be laughed at. Uh, we'll do that after this quick break. It's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. It's the off-season free agency type episode happening right now. I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Mellum Setter. We are on Twitter at Cheesecagoland. We're on Facebook at Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. We're on no other social media platforms as Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, but I'm on Twitter at MP Fleischman, also on Instagram at that. You're on Twitter at Mellum Setter. Yeah. Instagram at Mellum Setter? Instagram at Matt Mellum Setter. Matt Mellum Setter. Yeah. Um, I wasn't smart enough when I made my Instagram to think of the, the if I say at Mellum Sutter, it sounds a lot like Matt Mellum Sutter. Uh, it, it does. Yeah, so. 
Stuck with Matt Mellum Center on Instagram. Um, so look that up. I just posted a short film on Instagram and I watched it. And yeah, what'd you think? I think it was good. Yeah. I thought it was is well framed and very kinetic. Very spooky. Yeah. Mm. Just, it was is that the basement of your apartment? No, that is the basement. That's is, a good basement. It's the basement of the apartments that I lived in while I was in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Um, spooky trash basement. I, I think it had a lot of, uh, I like that transition into the night. Yeah. Like the the leaving of the rooms. I thought that was really well lit. Cool. Well, I think good work. Thank you. I also just posted, if you Google search me or Vimeo me, uh, look me up on the Vimeo. Um, I posted Nuclear Winter, which is a, a short film that I directed that played in the South Dakota Film Festival last fall. Um, so that is now publicly available to watch. Um, yeah, that's it for me for things to plug. Cool. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really. We just did. We just finished up the basketball season. I'm going to be. I'm going to be on 95.9 WEFM doing go. some softball work and also. Uh, check out rrsn.com. We got a doubleheader of uh, baseball IUSB Titans playing this weekend. I'm going to be on the call for those. I'll be around uh, around around the sports broadcasting world as I normally am with uh, with the regional radio sports network stuff I do for my day job. There are a lot of prime free agents that went places. Le'Veon Bell is now a New York Jet, which is I think better. F- for the Jets than they've had in a while yeah. at running back, but the Jets aren't going to get significantly better because no. of Le'Veon Bell. No, I think it's like a, it's a nice option for Sam Darnold to mm-hmm. have to be able to lean on. To he not had a have better to... second half of his season than he did a first half of the yeah. season, but there are a lot of glaring holes on the Jets. Yeah, it, it, the Jets are not a good football team, and Le'Veon Bell being on the Jets allows them to have a few years to build up around Sam Darnold while he's able to kind of not have to be Superman and control everything and take over games with a terrible receiving core and a bad offensive line. He's able to kind of lean on someone who can do it all from the running back position. Earl Thomas is a Raven. It's a decent signing for the Ravens who are in a place where they could certainly use a center fielder like Earl Thomas yeah. to keep the scores low for Lamar Jackson, who is going to be um, facing a very steep learning curve this year. Yeah, teams are teams are going to be game planning for the Lamar Jackson Ravens, and Jackson, for all of his tools, has a ton to prove. So shoring up a defense behind him, especially a defense that just lost one Mister Zadarius yeah. Smith, yeah. is going to be important. It's a good signing for the Ravens. Yeah, I think so too. I, I I wonder how well the Lamar Jackson kind of uh, offensive game plan will parlay into next season. If they're going to switch things up, or if they're going to stick with the he runs the football twenty times a game type of it's style. A, it's a durability question. Yeah, and for me, I love a running quarterback. I love a game plan that I I never like taking running quarterbacks and trying to make them into yeah. pocket passers. Yeah, it. But you have to have the you have to have the right durability. You have mm-hmm. to be thinking about a running quarterback a lot more in terms of the way you think about running backs. Yeah. In that you might not be thinking of them as, you know, a a five to seven year piece at quarterback. You might be thinking of them as in like what can they do in the next three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. In that you know that's there's going to be different injury risks and everything. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see Lamar Jackson do very well be because successful. he's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, mobile quarterbacks and and 
different offenses and different different ideas are are awesome. Trey Flowers has signed with the Lions. Matt Patricia gets another uh, another former Patriot mm-hmm. back uh, back in the fold. That's a good signing for the Lions. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Trey Flowers very versatile on that defensive mm-hmm. line. Been effective the last few years. Five year, ninety million. Whoa, forty at signing. Yeah, Lions had a lot of room in the cap. Yeah, they've got a good secondary behind them. They made some moves. Yeah, I I, I really like the Lions secondary. I think it's been underrated the last few years. It, Glover Quinn's really good. Yeah, he, he's he's very good. Uh, questions are uh, are on offense. Yeah, is is can with I can Matt Stafford score points? Can they sc- can they score yeah. points? Should, could they maybe sign? I mean, I know people like uh, like Galladay a lot, but uh, yeah, they don't have a receiving core. They need more. They they need lots more. Uh, Nick Foles is a Jaguars. Large that, Richard Nick Foles. It does something. At he's the right quarterback for the Jags. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna throw that football. He's not gonna stop throwing that football. Yeah. He's gonna throw it. Yep. So it's a risk reward. It. It's a risk reward move. The Jaguars yeah. are never going to lure a great guy in. They've had trouble developing a good quarterback. Yeah. He's a nice stopgap option. They they have. They have one of the the stranger situations in the league in that they yeah. are always on the cusp. Mm-hmm. They are in. I don't know if you've ever been to Jacksonville. I don't particularly I recommend. No, I would spending recommend any amount of time in Jacksonville, Florida. It's it's not the worst place in the world, but like it's not the best. You are not luring in major free agents down there. You do not have a very large market. Uh, their owner is, I think, a little bit more of an interesting. Sure. Uh, fellow than a lot of uh, than a lot of other owners. Yeah, but yet you know he's not the deepest pocket guy. Yeah. So they've got to do what they've got to do. Nick Foles. Uh, that's uh, does something. That's a big old contract as well. Yeah, four years, eighty-eight million. Yep. Yeah. Landon Collins goes to Washington. We've talked about that one. Anthony Barr almost became a Jet. Yeah, back to the. And then he goes back to the Vikings. Back to the Vikings. Um. Randall Cobb, Cowboys. Randall Cobb is a that. cowboy. Um, any other big ones? Where I got? I just got a text message and I got lost. Uh, C, I've, I've got a list. Uh, C.J. Mosley stays oh, with the Jets. Huge one. Huge one. Went to the Jets. Went to the Jets from the Ravens. That's a big loss. Yeah, for there the we Ravens. are. Uh, Justin Houston still unsigned as of the publication of whatever website I'm looking at right now. Wow. K.J. Wright. Uh, stays with the Seahawks. Sheldon Richardson mm. is a Browns. Tran Matthew goes to the Chiefs along with uh, along with our 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 pal Bashad Breland. Yeah, Bashad Breland, I think uh, one of the best in season signings we've seen in recent memory. Really mm-hmm. had a strong second half of the year. He'll be good in Kansas City, and Tyron Matthew will really bolster that secondary. They were bad last year on defense. Major questions on offense right now because, of course, the Chiefs already lost Kareem Hunt. And yeah. now Tyreek Hill has uh, um, domestic violence reports. Yep, were filed against him. That situation is is terrible. Yep. So there might be a bit of a uh, a bit of a house of cards crumbling situation in in Kansas City, and that maybe they didn't build uh they didn't have a strong foundation for what they were trying to build there. Yeah. Yeah. They might have might have made some uh, made some. And it's not just gambles, but like you hate to say like gambles in serious situations, sure. but they really, they yeah. really put themselves and their reputation out there for some guys. Yeah, I, I, Tyreek Hill. I mean, we knew that he had kind of issues like this coming mm-hmm. into the league. He was kicked off of Oklahoma State, so it's 
It's not a surprise, I guess, yep. is, is kind of the sad thing about it. Ziggy Ansa still unsigned. Wow. Always a question, though, never quite sized properly to do any yeah. particular thing at an elite level. Yeah. Always a question of, like, can he pull it together and do something? So he's he is still out there. Uh, Tevin Coleman, who uh, did pretty good mm-hmm. as a uh, as one of the gadget guys in Atlanta, is now a 49er. Mm. Shanahan will love him. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes back to the Shanahan connection in uh, Atlanta when Matt Ryan had his MVP season. I mean, Shanahan, Shanahan knows how to use him. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun out there in uh, the Bay Area. The major, the only real name at tight end out there right now is Jared Cook. <clears throat> yeah. Who, this this website, uh, it's NFL.com actually. Sure. Publishing this. Uh, it says the Packers should have kept him a few years back. I, I don't. Possibly. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I, I think kind of the, the idea with Jared Cook has been so... Uh, tainted by that one catch in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's like Jared Cook didn't do anything in the regular season. No, Jared absolutely Cook not. Did nothing. Jared Cook hardly was able to get onto the field. He was so in, he was injured so consistently. Like he struggled with drops. He was nothing special in the regular season. He just made maybe one of the greatest catches in one of the greatest plays in Packers history. And so now it kind of becomes a thing of like, oh, Jared Cook was good with them a few years ago. Why'd they let him go? And it, he wasn't. He wasn't really anything at all. Teddy Bridgewater is staying with the Saints. Yep. Uh, he is trying to make a, a Sean Livingston kind of return yeah. to sport. Yeah. And it's gonna take I, I like a long the, time. I like that the Saints, as much as I, I as much as I dislike anything that, that keeps Taysom Hill off yeah. of the field for the Saints. Again, yeah. another one of those guys where like, well, I don't hard, care that he's bad. It's hard to keep him off the field. Yeah. They use him in everything. I don't care that he's bad, he's still good. Uh, Golden Tate is a giant. Yeah, that's, uh, I wanted him on the Packers, but so that, did I. That money's too big. Uh, he got a four-year, thirty-seven and a half million dollar contract. Twenty-three million dollars guaranteed. That's that's, that's a, a lot, lot of money, money for Golden Tate. That's a lot of money. There's like a, a a gold joke in in his name that I'm not making right now because I can't quite find it. Sure, but uh, Golden Tate can have a golden house. There we go. Uh, Terrell Suggs goes to the Cardinals. Great. How old is he? Uh, He is uh, deep in his 30s. Yeah, he's old. He's an old man. That's what uh, what NFL.com will give about him. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. Yeah, to the Bears. Is a Chicago Bear. Um, For one year, $3.5 million. mm -hmm. Um, He says that he got... Bigger and longer offers, offers for more money for a longer period of time. Mm. It's possible. No, if I believe that. Um, he certainly didn't make an impression in Washington. He certainly did not play well in Washington. He played terribly in Green Bay over his last few years. He, This is a good opportunity uh, for HaHa Clinton Dix to kind of reset. And he's going to be in a position where he doesn't have to be the second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth best player on the defense, he can be a supplementary piece. Yeah. I don't think he fits on this Bears defense at all. Yeah, it's for the Bears, it's not a matter of like, oh, your defense is going to get worse because you signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix. It's I think you're not gonna like him. Yeah, is I think you're I think if if he plays like he has over the last two, three years with the Packers and Washington, like He's going to be out of position constantly. 
he he's not going to make an effort on tackles. He's not <laughs> he's he's going to give up on plays. He's going to be playing much too deep. It's a good signing for the money and I think to get Haha Clinton Dixit one year and 3.5 million dollars is a great signing. Sure. There's a lot of potential that he can be great, but he does the exact same thing that Eddie Jackson does in that he plays that kind of freewheeling center fielding ball hawking type safety position. They already have that. And so he's not going to be able to fill that Adrian Amos role, which is reliability, being in the right place, making tackles, diagnosing underneath, because that's not at all what he does. And so I'm interested to see how they even use him to be successful. It's 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 a it makes sense to sign him at that money. It does not make sense to me as a fit thing, and I don't think I think Bears fans are going to be very sad when they realize what Ha Clinton Dix is. It's it's you know over the last few years, like by 2016, Ha Ha Clinton Dix was an all, was a second team All Pro and it kind of considered like one of the best safeties in football, and kind of was able to coast off of that reputation. Where now, when you like watch him play from that period of well, time, well, he showed up in Washington at the end of week. four. Five yeah. and and all of a sudden was was front and center in front of a new fan base yeah and they didn't find anything they didn't nope 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 they nope they did not like it um yeah we, we it, got a bit inured to it yeah and we're always remembering the good times we yeah had, we had that those rose colored glasses on yeah but he is you know it's it's. There were reports. If they have a coach that like crawls up into his shoulder pads, yeah, and lives in his ear, yeah. I mean, there is, there's always time for a return to form. Dude's like twenty seven. Yeah, 27, 26, 27. Like he's in the physical prime. Like there's yeah. no question about whether he has the physical talent or the tools. It's whatever's between those ears. Can he screw that on right and play hard and not assume that he's just guaranteed to be given everything? Because uh, reports out were out of the locker room, like that he stopped watching film, like that he just thought that this mega contract extension was guaranteed to him in Green Bay. And Gutkunst comes in, Patton comes in, and things don't sit well. It's that he wasn't held accountable under Dom Capers. Patton comes in and is on his back all the time because he constantly makes mistakes, and he just kind of gives up. And so the Packers ship him off. And, like, that's not It's not a good teammate. It's not a uh, way for success. It's a, a mess. And he's he's joining a team in the Bears that it was very much feeling themselves Yeah, last season. They had yeah. a tough end of last season. I am, I am curious about the Bears because yeah. I think the thing, when you get into the pro level, Yeah. You're not going to have that lightning in a bottle forever. These are nope. these are men. You yep. know, these are not these are not boys. These are not high school athletes. You're not asking for, you know, for like the full kind of buy-in. These are men with families. These are men yep. with thoughts and concerns and real adult lives yeah. outside of their profession. And they were very much like s- sort of standing on the water a bit yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. They, they they had jumped all the way out the lake. We're yeah. standing up there on the water. Yeah. And a bunch of guys were playing out of their heads. They had a full process of belief. The same tricks aren't going to get you there. Yeah. This year. Yeah. They're going to be good. Yeah. The, that it, team turned it around. They have they have a, a nice future ahead of them. As long as you have that front seven, you're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be very good. They are. They're they're in it right now. 
but Nagy is going to need another dimension yeah. to his game other than like, hey, we're all one big family and it's just football, football, football. Let's go out there and, you know, you're you're an offensive guard. <laughs> you're a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to you've got to think of something else. Yeah. It, it, I'm I mean, curious. It, it also to me is something of like Vic Fangio's gone. So mm-hmm. now Bryce Callahan's gone. Their stud uh, slot cornerback. It's he's been replaced by Buster Screen. It, you know, it's it's a massive downgrade. It's Adrian Amos. I think I think Ha Ha Clinton Dix to Adrian Amos, or Adrian Amos to Ha Ha Clinton Dix now for the Bears is like a also a massive downgrade in that Amos's ability to always be in the right position is what allowed a lot of these Bears players to become these kind of extreme playmakers, which allowed Kyle Fuller to have seven interceptions. It allowed Eddie Jackson to play the ball really well and be aggressive. And now there's not that steady hand. It's been replaced by somebody who can't really be counted on for that kind of stuff, who takes bad routes, who's never in the right spot. And it's, I, you know, it's it's the hardest thing in football, I think, is to keep a good defense together for multiple years. And so I, I'm interested to see, like, if this stays as a top-tier defense without Adrian Amos, without Bryce Callahan, or if it takes a little bit of a step back. I'm also curious to see how many points the Bears can average per game, oh, or yeah. if Jordan Howard somehow climbs back out of the can of tuna that he crawled sure. himself into sure. uh, last season, or what kind of scouting report that teams are able to put together, what kind of game plan they're able to put together on yeah. Trubisky now that you have a, a year's entire season worth of film on him. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, he had a year worth of tape from John Fox, but that offense with John Fox was so limited because Trubisky couldn't do anything. And so now it's like he basically just had his rookie season where he's allowed to play the quarterback position, and he looked okay. He now the the look Chicago great. media does not make does not make three years of excuses for quarterbacks. Yeah, no. Oh, they, they'll God. make two years of excuses yeah. because they ain't had one for a minute. Yep. But the they'll be uh, they'll be hard. there'll be a reckoning reckoning yes. if he struggles this year. If he if he comes out of the gate and is cold the first two weeks, oh boy. I mean, I I I said this during last season. Like, I don't think he gets signed to a second contract in Chicago. I think I think he gets through to maybe his fifth year. He gets his fifth year option. I don't think he goes beyond that. It's just I want to I want to go back. I thought what you said is that he doesn't get a second contract in the NFL. Oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. Okay. I I I think he'll get something in the NFL. I think some I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick is still playing in sure. Miami. Like he'll get something, some dumb team will give him money. <laughs> Guys that are picked that high in the draft always find a way to stick around because teams bet that they can, "Oh, there was this potential there. We can pull it out." But like I I think Chicago will be sick of him soon. Eric Weddle goes to the Rams, so they have a couple of a uh, couple of guys in their in their mid thirties now in Matthews and and Weddle, mm-hmm. backing up some of their young exciting pieces. I like what the Rams do. Yeah, I, it's, Weddle's thirty four. It's fine. They'll probably play like kind of rotational pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I, Weddle played really well last year, so mm-hmm. he might even be able to get more like 80 percent of the snaps. Yeah, there's there's Bashad Breeland on the Chiefs. That's 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 interesting. Cordero Patterson is your other new bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, gadget player for a gadget coach. Yeah, that's that's a good signing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's perfect. Randall Cobb is of course a cowboy. Now that's that's so strange. Yeah, and they, they need someone to be Cole Beasley. Yeah, and 
He's their fill-in. Yeah, Cobb has uh, has all spring to be working on his mullet. Yeah, yep, <laughs> grow it out. Yeah, so so you got that. Uh, Tyrod Taylor goes to the Chargers. That's a great signing by, yeah, by the Chargers. Good backup. I mean, Philip mm-hmm. Rivers getting up there in age. Uh, he Taylor's shown that he can be a a good stopgap option and can win you some football games. Yeah, no no problems there. Let's see. Um, hmm. Adrian Peterson stays with the Redskins. Washington team, as I should have said. Yeah. Cole Beasley is a Bills. Cole Beasley's a Bill. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, I mean, I, I, hey, look. He fits in Buffalo. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, he certainly. For that fan base, is going to love him. Yeah, they, they have a they have, <laughs> they have a jersey that will fit him, which yeah. has a number on it. Yep. Uh, still remaining unsigned by the Packers, Mo Wilkerson. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is on the Mo Wilkerson front. I think I would like Mo Wilkerson back on this team. I see no reason why not if he's able to rehab and wants to keep going. Yeah. Mo Wilkerson was injury prone and trying to get back when he signed with the Packers. Yeah. I it, The contract would have to be about half of what he mm-hmm. signed for last year. Last year he signed a one-year $5 million deal. I think it would have to be about one year two point five to three million dollars for this team to bring him back, but that's a valuable piece, even in rotation on that defensive front. I mean, last year we found out that Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster can be good and effective. With Mo Wilkerson, a healthy Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, a rotation of Lowry, Lancaster, potentially a upper pick like an Ed Oliver or something like that. This defensive line and linebacking court could be really, really good next year. Remains to be seen. I, I was re- really rooting for Mo Wil- Wilkerson. He, he, yeah. He meant a lot to the Jets. Yeah. He was a guy who, and he's one of those, like, lone bright spots on a team that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and you were hoping that he'd come in and be just another another average piece on, mm. on an effective team, but it wasn't. Neither of those things came true. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Uh, the Packers were not good. Effective. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's that's free agency. That's the stuff that's happened since uh, since we last did Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's all speculation time. It's it's great to be able to daydream and think about. Yep. Oh man, we could be good. We could be real good. This Packers team could be really really good, and not have to actually watch the football and go. Oh God, they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not week four and Deshaun Kaiser yeah. is is starting or anything like that is happening yeah. right now. Um, you know, it's it's also no news is good news in a lot of ways in that Matt Lafleur has come in and uh, that the tabloids, which love to pick on Aaron Rodgers, yeah, have not found a way to to get his name into the papers. Yeah, along with this new head coach signing. Yeah, that's that's definitely a a the less said the better. Yeah. kind of area. Yeah. Anytime Aaron Rodgers is in a headline, it gets a lot of clicks, gets a lot mm-hmm. of attention. Um, it's kind of been quiet on that front lately. Yeah, he hates his family and is dating a race car driver and his knee isn't I'm, actually as hurt as you I think it is. And am, I'm always so mad with the family thing. It's you'd seem it seems like that would be off limits. Uh, off limits or like just like look at his family. Like maybe they maybe his family yeah. sucks. Like I don't know. Like maybe he has a bad family. Uh, the I, night before the so NFC Championship game, his dad wrote an op-ed about how bad of a son Aaron was and posted it in the f- paper. That's not good. That's not a good father. Sorry. Yeah. You, I, like 
And it's it's all just about like the stuff that's on record from the other Rogers is poor. Yeah. Oh, Jordan Rogers has gone on record as oh, the, the Bachelor, and yeah. that's been that was we, bad. We got all of Jordan Rogers stuff him. from the Bachelorette from yeah. in, from Talking Head interviews on the Bachelorette. That didn't. That's not good. Yeah. No. And he's definitely. Ed, yeah. The, definitely. You know, the day before there. the championship game from his dad, like that's like, poor. Yeah. It's poor, poor behavior judgment. on record. Like. Seems yeah. like these people just want attention off of Aaron Rodgers' name. Weird. Maybe they're not great people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't say for sure that the stuff on record never comes out looking good. <laughs> never makes them look great. Yeah. But then again, you put Aaron Rodgers on record and he sounds pretty pretty reasonable. Yeah. It's it's a crazy thing. It's that yeah. we had a uh, we had someone who I will not name on this podcast cuz this is the definition of on record. Yeah. Who always wanted to um Always wanted to discuss the, I think, kind of the most mendacious ongoing Rogers rumor, and that's about, like, his sexual orientation. Oh there was someone around around us a lot of the time that has since, you know, moved on from here sure. that always needed to discuss that with me. And in the in the sports world, which is still, like, one of the places where, like, yeah. homophobia is normalized in society to the detriment of society and the sports world, um, like saying someone is gay is still a way to like to disparage them in yeah. this world. Yeah, and that is that's ridiculous. But like the fact that like that has been just continuous and a matter of like tabloid speculation and such is yeah, kind what? of kind of shows you what you need to know. It's yeah. not something I wanted to get into, and in, like as yeah. we approach an hour of this podcast, but at the same time, like I. Bogus. I am amazed at how how the tabloid perception of, yeah. of Aaron Rodgers has been has proliferated to this point. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that was one of the you know it's and not just Rodgers has to has to face that kind of thing. That's there's a lot of you know other other players and yeah. a lot of particularly a lot of quarterbacks. You know they've said the same thing about mm-hmm. Aikman for years that. You know, if you want to like slander Troy Aikman, air quotes that you. Well, I mean, if if you yeah. want to slander Troy Aikman, and you're not talking about how he actually plays yeah. as a quarterback, yeah, or or his his incredibly poor color commentary yeah. skills, yeah. but that's that for some reason like that is the most. It's a very fertile rumor, and I want to speak out against it right now, yeah. just just before I move on, and that like that is not, like that is not a disparagement. And is incredibly unprofessional. And if you publish that sort of, uh, like, publish those sort that sort of rumor mongering and such, or if you consume it or are interested in it, you are bad. You're yeah, garbage. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good day, everyone. This has been She Sense <laughs> in Chicagoland. Thank you for listening to our episodes. Um, we'll be back in uh, either next week or a couple of weeks. I don't know. And uh, we'll talk more about stuff. If stuff happens, we'll come back and talk about it. Sure. Otherwise, we'll reconvene in two weeks and talk about the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Exciting. So that's what's going to happen. Thank you very much for listening and your continued support of this humble podcast in our offseason. Have a wonderful, uh, wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, and stay cheesy, baby. Yeah. 